what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. If you're new, hello, hello. This podcast is all about bringing you spirit-filled real talk. And what that is, it's literally truth, but t- real truth, right? Like not not just my opinion, not something that I heard, but real truth delivered in a practical way that is relatable so that you can also apply it to your own life and really get the lessons and the wisdom. All right. So today I wanted to share about stability, stability, right? So In the world right now, we are facing many things that feel unstable, right? And there's a lot of circumstances or conditions that don't feel stable either, right? So how do we then, in the midst of instability, show up and be really rooted and grounded in stability? How do we do that, right? Like it seems like an impossible thing. It seems like we have to just partner with what is, like that we've we just got to manage it. We've just got to figure it out. We just got to force through these things. But that's not always what you got to do. There is an alternative. So first, I wanted to bring some context to the word stability. Because sometimes we hear a word like that and we're like, mm, I don't know that I really relate to that. But maybe this, these other words can bring some context. So firmness, being firm, solid, steady, strong, secure, safe, balanced, sound, rational, sane, constant, reliable, dependable, right? That feels good, right? So think about that. How or when are times where you felt that, where you felt steady, where you felt strong, where you felt secure? Like what actually comes to mind when you think about that? deeper still, are there people in your mind that really model that for you? They just, it doesn't matter what's happening in life or what they could be walking through. You just get this stable experience of them, right? So just think about that for a second. And then I also want to share, just because this blew my mind, I feel like particularly this year, I've been learning to really grow in patience. Not my favorite word. It's also one that I don't like praying for. (laughs) Because if you know, you know, you usually get some challenges or some tests or some trials when you pray for patience. So what it means is the capacity, and that word is huge, capacity, right? My ability to respond, my ability to, to show up, my ability to apply myself well, right? To accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Yo, did you hear it? Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering 
without getting angry or upset. On a scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> 10 being you are uber patient, and 1 being you don't even know what this word means, right? Where are you at on the patient scale? Just want to highlight this because a lot of times it's our impatience, often looks like resistance, frustration, anger are just the ways that we get upset, right? Often our instability is rooted in impatience. Just want to highlight that in case that's a connection for somebody, but that is so, so powerful to see, right? Like how is my capacity to accept or tolerate, to really like lean in when it doesn't match the prophetic word that I was given, when it doesn't feel like it's enough for me, when it doesn't feel like anything is changing, right? What is my capacity to accept or tolerate delay? Delay is not denial, but what's my capacity to accept or tolerate it? Trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. All right. So I've had some moments, <laughs> but that was really powerful for me. And then the Apostle Paul is somebody to me that is a, a role model, an example, a mentor, right? From the Bible that really presents what stability looks like. So I'm going to read this to you. It's Philippians 4. Uh, let me go back here. It's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned. I have learned. It's not something that we just get. We learn it. I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Okay, so this so, so powerful when it comes to stability, right? So Paul is saying, I've learned to be content because I've lived enough experiences that I've learned this. I've learned how I respond well, how I don't respond well, when things are going my way, when they're not going my way. I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances, because he knows what it's like to have a need or know what it is to have overflow, right? And he's learned the secret is, right, that he can really lean into contentment, whatever the circumstances are, by God's power. He can't do that in his own strength, but he can do it when partnering with God. So just wanted to highlight that to set up this message about how we can actually be stable in instability. It is possible. So I want to share that that also means then that we don't have to accept moodiness as life, as reality. We don't have to keep partnering with anger. We don't have to keep partnering with frustration. We don't have to keep murmuring or complaining and focus on everything that's not working. That is what makes us moody. That is what makes us dodgy and sporadic, right? But we don't have to accept that. We don't, right? We can decide. We can, keyword can. We can decide not to be controlled by other people or by circumstances, right? We don't have control over those ultimately at the end of the day, but I can control me by the power and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? That's what Paul's saying. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The Spirit of God, alive and well, <laughs> can help me, right? 
And God really wants to get us to contentment. That's where our power is. Our power is when we are in that vulnerable, humble space before God, and we can be content. We can be content because God is good. God is faithful. God is working all things for good, right? So how do we do this though? Right? Like I get conceptually that I can do this through God, but like I need more than that, right? If you're one of those people, I got you. (laughs) So there's a verse that says this. I want to see if you can guess where it lives. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, or better said, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. There's a version that I really love. Whoever lives under the shelter of the Most High will remain in the shadow of the Almighty. There's one. I think it's good news. Okay. Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty. Okay. This is actually Psalms 91.1. I recommend reading over multiple versions. That's part of meditating on the word, right? You meditate on different versions of the Bible, I find that very helpful, whether it's King James, Amplified, Good News Translation, whatever it happens to be, some of them really speak differently, right? So for example, um, uh, the one here, like to me, there's a big difference between he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, like cool, I get that, right? But when I read, whoever goes to the Lord for safety... That has me self-check myself. Who am I going to for safety? Where do I go when I feel unsafe? What do I do? What comes out of me when I feel unsafe, right? Whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty. Another self-check. Am I in alignment with God? Did I leave his protection? (laughs) Right? So that's really helpful for me to look at. And then another one says it almost is like a declaration or a command. It says live under the protection of God and stay in the shadow of the Almighty, right? So that, that again, is telling me like, whoop, I went astray, I need to come back. So this is how we find our stability again. When we've lost it, we've got to recognize that we lost it, right? And then we, we can do some things, which I'll walk you through. So when you're actually dwelling in the, sh- in the secret place or in the shadow of the Almighty, right? Under his protection, under his covering, you're just that near to him, right? There's different things that are happening. So how I define that, couple of ways. One is that there's this place in me that nobody gets to be in but God. There's just this sacred space in me that's just for God and I, right? And there's also sacred time and sacred space even within my own home. But I sometimes turn that into my car, (laughs) a bathroom, like whatever I need to get to when I need to connect with God. But I create that space with him. And what I do in that space is I worship, I praise, I give thanksgiving, right? I, I share my heart. And that's what's really helped me to actually grow in greater understanding of my soul. It's helped me process my emotion. It's helped me put language to my feelings. It's helped me understand my thought life and what's going on up there. It's helped me understand what's going on in my heart right? That I wouldn't otherwise be prompted to articulate. So sharing my heart with with God, confessing, and then I also listen. And then I wait, right? Waiting on God is expecting him to guide me in his word, to highlight a word to me, to, to have an impression on my spirit, to, to really sense something supernaturally, 
from God, right? So it's a two-way conversation. I'm not just going to be talking or or venting or expressing and and that's it, right? Like I'm listening and I'm waiting and that's where the real power is, right? And I'm seeking and studying also. So a lot happens in the secret place. And I find that when I'm not reading my Bible, that's when I get weird. <laughs> right? Like things get weird when I'm not when I'm not connected. Like I I find that I feel unstable right? So through God, there is a way for us to be stable, but that, that requires sacrifice, sacrifice of time that requires moving out our, our plans and prioritizing God. You know, I used to be one of those people that would fit God in (laughs) and I found out that that didn't work very well. I couldn't just show up in my life and express my highest expression of myself if I didn't start the, the day with God, right? How you start a day is so powerful and the momentum that you built, right? Particularly if you start your day with God, is it's that momentum is so pure and so solid and energizing. It's not like anything that you could just muster in your own strength. So through God, there is a way for us to be stable. It's relationship. It's quality time with God, right? Think about your own relationships. Are any of them thriving when you pull back and you don't sow into them, when you don't invest quality time, when you don't communicate, when you don't listen, right? When you're not present, do they thrive? Do they flourish, right? What grows from that? So I I look at that and then I let that be my, my willingness to surrender and to humble myself and go back and create a better connection because God is pursuing me. God loves me. God wants to connect, right? Same for you, but am I answering that call, right? Am I, am I drawing near? Am I, am I pursuing him? Am I staying under his protection and care? Or am I running from that and trying to like run my own life? Really, I shared about this the other day that any sort of insecurity or any fear is just actually relying on our own power and on our own strength. That's where it's coming from. We're not, we're not built or designed to do that. We're designed to rely on God and his ability and his capacity. All right. So if we've grown up though, in these volatile and unstable atmospheres, sometimes we can be fine tuned to that rhythm, right? That's why I say God's vibes matter because to me, when we become a new creation, right? The old has passed away, right? And we're a new creation. But in order to walk out the new creation, you need a new operating system. You need a full-on reboot, right? And so how do you then expect or think about or feel what it feels like to be in a stable environment, right? If that's not where you come from, how do you create that? So to me, again, that comes from being led by God, right? And, and, and trusting in the way that he leads, which is by pleasantness and peace and building with those versus with fear and anxiety and force and pressure, right? All the old things have passed away. So you've got to activate the new tools that you have, right? So it can be hard to learn how to be just like the Apostle Paul, right? The learning is key, right? And what can help this though is finding a good example from your life. So a good example that I have is my my adopted father, right? So he is somebody that is so steady and stable. Like he's got this routine to this day that he, he's got this routine and he can just go through it, right? He doesn't really move sporadically emotionally. 
right? He doesn't overthink things really or or hold on to past hurts and like bring those up. Like he just is stable and it doesn't matter what environments he, he's in. He knows how to stay in his own, right? And that was so healthy for me to see, right? Because I, I recognize now how hard that is to do initially, right? So I recommend pulling from your own life experience examples that you have, but also pursuing good influences, surrounding yourself with good influences. And sometimes that's a coach, a therapist, a mentor. Sometimes you need people in that way before you get really good at, at cultivating those relationships too. But then you can do groups and small groups and, and really build some healthy relationships. But you don't want to be building on <laughs> the old environments or the old ways of showing up. So that really helps. So think about that. Do you have anyone who walks in joy and peace and stability in your life? Right? Think about that. Who is it that you admire that demonstrates that? And, and form and develop more relationships like that. Surround yourself with good influences. So that's a practical thing you can do. Also spending time with God. Meditating on the word is super, super powerful. Kind of what I was presenting here at the beginning. So sometimes I'll get a word, like let's say it's light. And then what I'll do is I'll do a word study on light. Because the word says be the light, right? What does that mean? I don't want that to be just some cool, cute hashtag, right? Like I want to know what that means. So I will start looking at all the verses that have light in there. You can do a Google search. You can actually go through your physical Bible, right? And look up the scriptures and see what what verse, what scripture verse is being highlighted to you and that really resonates to you. Maybe you put it on an index card. Maybe you declare it. You affirm it because God's word doesn't return void. And so when you're meditating on it day and night, that's what you're aligning your soul to. You're familiarizing yourself with the truth. You're rehearsing the truth. And that's what your soul starts to see is the new thing, right? This is this is how we're being programmed, right? And we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So constantly washing yourself in the word is really, really important. And then forming new habits is another way too to, to really root and ground yourself. Because when you have a sense of what challenging times bring out of you, and you have a sense of what your needs are, then you can build different habits into your life to help you balance, to help you realign, to help you get centered, right? And come back home, so to speak, come back to that place of stability. So how I look at this is I look at the fruit of the spirit, okay? So when we think about this, the fruit of the spirit, we are made in the image and likeness of God right? So his, his spirit is almost like a seed that's been put on the inside of us, right? And whatever's on the, on the inside of us, like if you're planting a, a garden, whatever you, you plant there, it, it will spring forth, right? But it's got to be, be watered, <laughs> right? And, and, and taken care of to some degree. So we can activate the fruit of the spirit in us. So I just want to bring us back to, to what the fruit of the spirit is. If you've never heard about that, I find it so empowering to, rely on this as as a way to just build more awareness and use discernment and wisdom. So the fruit of the spirit, it's actually found in Galatians. It's Galatians 5.22. That's where you can find it. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. 
Okay, so um, you can hear other words like long suffering, <laughs> right? So when we have the seed of the of of God on the inside of us, right? When we activate the spirit of God in our lives, right? We produce fruit. We're made in his image and likeness, right? So we start producing fruit. So our our work is to get out into the world and be Christ-like in all of our ways, right? How do I know that? I know that because it says in what verse am I pulling here? It says in 1 Peter 1:16, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Okay, so we're made in his image and likeness to to share God in the world, right? So we do that by being consistent with our habits, right? So to really be powerful and steward the call that's on your life, there's a cost to that call, right? And one of that is taking care of your body, right? You need this vessel to do what you're called to do. So so working out is important to build, to help keep your bones healthy, to build muscle, to help you move and function properly, right? Or, or eating well, or getting enough sleep, or drinking enough water, or getting fresh air and getting outside. These are all things that are really important for you to operate at your best, right? So really establishing habits that work for you and that fit in your schedule in this season, which may require moving things that are not priorities right now and prioritizing these things, it makes so much more sense to focus everything on creating a new habit and letting the old ones fall away versus trying to get rid of a bad habit. You don't get rid of a bad habit focusing on the bad habit. So it's all of your focus goes towards establishing these new habits, but being consistent with them. A lot of times I'll try something for a week, two weeks, and then give up. This is for my life to change, this is my new mindset and this is what we do. I work out or move my body 30 minutes at least every day because that keeps me, my heart healthy, that helps get oxygen in my body, right? There's so many benefits that I could keep going, but you get the idea. Or I'm going to give my body the fuel that it needs so that I'm not getting headaches and foggy or cloudy in my thinking. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not messing with my hormones by having all this caffeine spikes and sugar spikes, right? So think about that when it comes to habits. Make it very practical, right? And really recognize that, yes, (laughs) I get a lot of excuses. I I work with a lot of people to train them in the area, not only of of mind and, and coaching, right? But also in taking care of their health. And it can seem like so much. It's such an investment. I don't have the time or you just see what I'm saying? Like all these excuses can come up. But the truth is, or the reality is, we can be miserable and stay there or we can pay the price to start learning how to use what God put on the inside of us. It will lie dormant if you don't learn how to use it. And to me, I feel like that would be the worst thing, right? Like to to know that I was given all of these blessings Right, God has given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness, right? And if I'm not activating any of that, what am I doing? Right? Like, really though, what am I doing? So it's a choice not to be miserable, right? And and patience, for example, which I presented at the beginning, the fruit of that grows under trial. So so that's a choice. In this trial, I'm gonna I'm gonna grow. 
I'm going to trust that God is forming me and shaping me and working something beautiful out of this and that he's changing me more and more into his likeness through this, right? And, and a key here is that nobody can develop the fruit of the spirit but you. So this work of becoming stable is activating your spiritual faculties and using them in the world, particularly when your conditions are challenging or you're being tested or you're walking through a trial, right? To activate the fruit of the spirit, right? Because you will produce much fruit. You will, and you will be changed and transformed and that will be lasting if you let God have his way with you, right? And nobody can develop that but you. But you can, despite what you may have experienced or despite what you may have allowed yourself to believe, you can control yourself. You can't control conditions. You can't control people, but you can say, you know what? I'm going to take thoughts captive that are exalting themselves above the truth. I'm going to be emotionally stable, working with Holy Spirit to help me choose peace, to help me stay focused, to help me surrender, to help me to walk humbly, to help me be obedient, to help me to choose wisdom, to help me to stay in peace and contentment. I'm going to call on Holy Spirit to help me do that, right? And I'm going to keep my heart pure. I'm going to stay in that relationship with God so that I'm reliable, so that I'm prepared, so that I grow from this season and I'm ready for what's next, right? I can get busy about that business. This inner work, I can get busy about that so that I can be God's image in the world, right? I can be his hands and feet. I don't need to make this about me. I don't need to speak negatively. I don't need to go down this dark path. Am I going to have human moments? Absolutely. But I can choose. That's the point. I get to choose one day at a time, one moment at a time, what I think, what I partner with, right? What emotions I'm going to ride. When you picture waves, right? I can ride these waves or I can let them pass through me, right? I get to choose what I'm going to hold and store up in my heart, right? So these are choices that we have. So my encouragement to you on today is to take a look at this season that you've been walking out. Maybe if you could give it a word, what fruit of the spirit perhaps has God been developing in you? What one key word could you use to sum up what the season has been about for you, right? How have you been just resisting the process or what has been really creating the instability in your life? What is the new behavior, the new commitment that you're going to make to, to bring more stability? So for example, if you know spending time with God is what makes you stable, that can't be something that you skip every day, right? Or if it is, then don't expect to be stable, <laughs> right? Or if you know that you really thrive when you store up a lot of God's word in your heart, then there probably needs to be more study time as well, right? Or maybe it is better habits. You know, you function better when you sleep. <laughs> you function better when you don't drink alcohol or drink a ton of caffeine or have a lot of sugar. Or you just feel better and release a lot of buildup when you're working out right? Or maybe you, you need more connection and relational connection in your life, more intimacy in that way, right? People that can see into you and vice versa, right? So just think about those things that you need and, and recognize too what has been creating the instability. When I've done this exercise, I 
I tend to see, oh, it's been the thoughts that you've been thinking. You've been partnering with some lies, right? It's actually not about this circumstance or it's not about this person. It's what you're believing about both. And that's entirely up to you. If you want to keep thinking that, when you start thinking it, you're going to start feeling some kind of way and you're going to start showing up in some kind of way. So take that thought captive, cast it out, right? And find the truth. What does the truth say? Now start declaring that, start meditating on that, start partnering with that and then see how you feel and then how you show up and the fruit that you produce, right? Because we do reap what we sow. So sometimes jobs or people or conditions are reflecting back to us some interesting information for us to look at. So I know, for example, in relationships for me, usually they're mirroring back something for me to look at, right? Where I also notice this with a calling. I feel like both calling and relationship are what really are mirrors for me. They reveal any area of maybe a past trauma or a wounding that hasn't been healed yet or an area of insecurity or fear. Like they just highlight different things for me to look at. So hopefully that's helpful. But my encouragement to you on today is that you can be stable. And that is your superpower, especially in times of instability or when circumstances or even people seem unstable in your life. You being consistent, you being content, you being steady is powerful and that will have a huge impact and I dare you to try that out. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. If you'd like to connect, make sure that you go to julianapage.com and check out all the resources over there. There's books, there's courses, there's coaching programs and different ways for us to connect. So make sure you go check that out. You can also follow me over on YouTube. Just search Juliana Page and there's a lot of great video content as well that has the similar spirit-filled real talk vibe. So go check those things out. And until next time, guys, stay blessed. Stay blessed.